Happy New Year and welcome to another episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about goal setting for 2021, but also making a commitment to working that plan in 2021. Let's go. Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. January 19th is known as Quitter's Day. You know why? It's because every year, like clockwork, people start doing their year-in-review posts and making their New Year's resolutions. But come January 19th, also like clockwork, about 80% of them start to fizzle out. Now, I forget where I got that stat from. It it was a big study that they did. But um, 80% of them start to fizzle out. And the kind of promises we make to ourselves are, I'm going to get fit this year, or I'm going to promise to eat healthier, or I'm going to double my business this year, this time, no excuses. Or I'm finally going to set up that CRM that I've been talking about, right? And every year, like clockwork, it's, I guess I forgot, or I just got so dang busy. Shane Parrish, founder of Farnham Street, one of my favorite blogs, probably said it best. New goals won't give you new results. You have to change what you're doing to change where you're going. So let's talk a little bit about why most New Year's resolutions don't work. Most New Year's resolutions don't work because they're a promise that we make to ourselves to do better or be better. But promises to ourselves are oftentimes easy to ignore or they're not taken seriously because A, there's no punishment if we fail to to deliver on our promise. And sometimes we make excuses like work is hard, so I'm going to reward myself with a break, right? And then B, we're not accountable to someone. That accountability really is the key. So as you sit down and kind of start to think about what your 2021 is going to look like, as you're sitting down to think about and write out what your goals are for 2021, here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about your goals in terms of outcome-based goals versus system-based goals. I got this from uh, Matt Ragland, who used to be a creator at um, ConvertKit and Podia, um, one of my favorite email marketing companies and uh, training companies. Um, he's an independent consultant now, uh, has a great podcast called uh, Connect the Dots. So I took some of my uh, holiday break to sit down and re- restructure my flow, right? Um, to think about what my goals were for what went well in 2020, what didn't go so well, and what does you know that future path look like to where I want to go and where I want to grow. And so I use a couple of uh, tools to keep my goals on track and track my productivity. But I also use pen to paper, right? And so um, I, use a bu- I use the bullet journal method to kind of log my activity and things like that. And, and Matt has some really great suggestions. And one of those was thinking in terms of outcome-based goals versus system-based goals. 
So, so as you sit down to write out your goals for the year, here's what I want you to do. Think about and start listing all of the goals that you have for the new year. So however you do this, I know how I do it, but however you do this, take out a notebook, grab a piece of paper, open up a Google Doc, whatever you use to jot things down. For me, it's a notebook and then it's my Things uh, 3 app on my phone. Now, here's what I want you to think about or here's what I want you to do or think about. Make a list of every single goal that you can think of that you want to achieve in 2021. Judgment-free zone, make a goal of every single list, uh, of every single thing that you want to achieve in 2021. Doesn't matter how big, hairy, and audacious it is, just write it all down, right? Once you're done writing all of your goals, next to each goal, if, if you're typing this out in a Google Doc, then below each goal, write down an estimate of how long you estimate each goal is going to take to achieve or complete, right? So list out all of your goals. And then next to each goal, write down an estimate of how long you estimate each goal is going to take. Then think about, is this an outcome-based goal or a system-based goal? So uh, what does that mean, right? An outcome-based goal versus a system-based goal. Well, an outcome-based goal that I have, for example, is to prepare and launch a 52-week email accountability program. This is something that has a definitive end. Sit down, write the program, schedule it out, launch it, et cetera, et cetera. There's a start and an end to it. And I more or less know how long it's going to take to complete all of the items necessary to reach that goal. So this has a specific outcome with a specific end date in mind. That's what makes this an outcome-based goal. For you, you might have in your mind an outcome-based goal for you might be to launch that new CRM. I often, day by day, week by week, talk about LionDesk. Most of you don't have a CRM. So a good outcome-based goal for you might be to finally log into your MLS, activate your LionDesk account, and go through the process of uploading and organizing your database and dumping it into LionDesk and, you know, activating some of those drip campaigns. That is a specific outcome with a specific end date in mind, and it might take you a week to kind of implement and roll this out, right? That's an outcome-based goal. Now, a system-based goal is something that you want to do continually without a specific end in mind. For example, a system-based goal that I have is to record and launch a weekly podcast episode that you're listening to now and write a weekly email newsletter. These are system-based goals because what I need to do is to create a system for myself every week and every month to allow me to create one new podcast episode and write one new newsletter every week. There's not a specific outcome in mind. Oftentimes, it's easier to think in terms of systems rather than outcomes. So for example, if I want to hit 100,000 episode downloads in 2021, that's an outcome-based goal. And it's okay, like uh, some of you have a YouTube channel and your goal is to hit, you know, 100,000 downloads or, or you know, 50,000 subscribers. That's fine. But that's an outcome-based goal. It's a number that you're attaching to a goal. And so here's the challenge. It's such a big, lofty goal to think about. And I may or may not hit that goal, right? 
But now what's a more realistic and achievable goal is instead of saying, I need to hit 100,000 downloads, what if instead, what instead what I need to do is create a system where I can produce and publish one new podcast episode per week. And if I get really good and really efficient at my post-production and at my creative uh, output, then I can pre-record two podcast episodes per week. Now, I've seen some of you do this already. I have a few of you, a couple of agents, one agent who started the year at uh, 4,000 YouTube subscribers and was doing one video a week is now doing three videos a week and has broken the 18,000 subscriber mark to close out the year. And then another agent who's just has a phenomenal post-production process knocked down. His creative output is off the walls and he's had a few of his videos uh, go viral by now. But again, because he created a system that allows him to A, produce more content and B, instead of getting bogged down in the post-production, he's just a creative content creation machine, right? So it's more realistic to create a system for yourself that's going to allow you uh, to perform at your best is what I'm trying to say. And so if you think in terms of these systems, like if I think in terms of these systems, what can I do to produce and publish more episodes quickly and effectively and efficiently? That's a system that I can implement that doesn't rely on anything else except for my time management and my creative output. I can control my time management and I can get better or more efficient at my creative output. Think about it. Think about that versus trying to hit a specific download number that isn't always necessarily within my control, right? I don't know how many people are going to download the episode. Yeah, sure. I, it's a dream goal to hit 100,000 downloads. But unless I'm throwing a ton of ad budget at it consistently time and time again, there's certain things about that process that I just can't control. There are certain things within the YouTube algorithm that you can't control, but you can control your time management and creative output and get more efficient at producing content. So that's the difference between thinking in terms of outcome-based goals and system-based goals. I'm not saying you should have all system-based goals. What I'm saying is it's okay to have your outcome-based goals. I want to roll and launch Lion Desk. I want to roll and launch a past client uh, engagement strategy. So I want to turn on HomeBot. I want to roll and launch a new website design in January, which I've helped a few of you do. Those are all outcome-based goals. Those are things you can do uh, by making a decision, committing to it, and tackling that project for whatever length of time it's going to take. With the website provider, we, we get indecision. It's sitting down, making a decision with what provider you're going to go with and rolling your website, you know, some of you made it a goal to get it uh, launched and live first week of January, and here we are. Uh, like, good on you. Those are good outcome-based goals. For some of the other things that you're doing in your business, you need to think about creating more system-based goals. And so um, for me, it's, you know, highest and best use of time. So how can you create uh, systems or outsource and delegate certain parts of your, of your business so that you're allowing these systems to operate more efficiently in your business. So going back, let's, let's get back on track. Once you have your goals all written down, and as you look at the year ahead, the trick isn't to try and, and tackle too many of these goals all at once. If you do, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to say, screw this. That's not what I want. 
So for example, don't work on more than three major outcome-based goals all at once. Some of these outcome-based goals require making a quick decision and committing to it, like choosing that website provider. Um, And some of them mean just time blocking your day or your weeks so that you're a little more efficient with your time. Um, That way you can get to implementing those things a lot quicker. And for your system-based goals, just think about and try to find ways to make your process more efficient. So for example, uh, for our podcast, our weekly podcast that we do as a group, The Marketing Trench, uh, with my friends Dustin and Scott, we have a podcast editor that actually edits our episodes. So we do a Facebook Live every Friday at 1, and then uh, we dump that raw video file into a Google Drive, and our podcast editor edits our episodes, so he adds the intro, uh, the intro for the podcast. He creates show notes with timestamps. He creates our social media graphics, and he publishes a blog post for each new episode that airs on Wednesdays. So we have a website dedicated to the podcast. That new episode is published on Wednesdays, and you know we email it out. That saves us probably an additional two to two and a half hours every single week, and we have fresh new content published on the website. That's a system that only requires us to show up, record, and we don't think about the rest. So again, when you're thinking about your system-based goals, try to find ways to make your process more efficient. In this case, we do nothing except show up, record, and then it occupies less mind share in our, in our, uh, in our brain so that we can focus on other things. So know your ABZs, right? This is another one that I got from uh, from a, a creator and consultant. The key to being successful in 2021 and executing at a higher degree than you did in 2020, and mind you, 2020, nobody was expecting or nobody planned. Nothing went according to plan in 2020. I get it. But the key to executing at a much higher rate than you did in 2020 is to know your ABZs or Basically, write down your goals and work backwards. So a great marketer that I discovered earlier in 2020 is named Jack Butcher. In one of his recent Office Hours episodes with someone, they talked about the importance of knowing your ABZs. In other words, A is where you currently are, B is your next step, and Z is your end goal. Don't try to skip from A to Z. Don't try to cheat and jump and do leaps and bounds to try to get to your end goal. And don't try to go from D to Z, right? A is where you currently are, B is your next step, Z is your end goal. It's a recipe for a disaster if you try to cheat, skip ahead. And then when we think about big, hairy, audacious goals, we're all hyped up, right? Because they're New Year's resolutions and we want to dream big, right? Last year I closed six transactions. This year I'm going to close 20 or I'm going to close 30. It's okay to sit set big, hairy, audacious goals because, yeah, I want you to shoot for the moon. But when you make your goals too big and when you make your goals too difficult, that early enthusiasm is going to quickly wear off, either because we later find out that we don't know where to start or because we're meeting failure, right? We're hitting failure and we're going nowhere. We're not making the progress we thought we were going to be making. And so that enthusiasm just starts to deflate. And then it starts to deflate deflate really quickly. So 
if you want to grow your YouTube channel to 50,000 subscribers, you know, if, if I sat down with you and I said, Ricardo, here's my YouTube channel. I have 5,000 subscribers. I want you to grow it to 50,000 subscribers. If I said that to you, you might say back to me, well, great, but where the hell do I start? Right? If you want to close 30 transactions this year, but you only closed six last year, there's no shame in that. But where the hell do I start? You might not have the competitive advantage of a big database or the financial resources the way some of your competitors do. So again, it's where the heck do I start? That failure of not knowing what to do or what to do next or that deflation from not hitting your goal is just going to wreck your motivation. So instead, you need to work on implementing better systems that start and that starts with setting system-based goals. Set better systems and work backwards from what you need to accomplish in order to get you to your end goal. So here's how you can set yourself up for success with your goals this year. Let's break this down into steps. Step one is write it down. You have to write it down because writing it down makes it real. So like I said earlier in this episode, Write down all of the things that you hope to accomplish. Judgment-free zone. Don't keep them cooped up in your head. Just put that pen to paper and write them down. Because again, this makes them real. <clears throat> Step two is work backwards. What does your desired outcome look like? Number one, what does really, what does your desired outcome look like? Once you know that, you can list out the steps required to ship or to get you to your desired outcome. So for my 52-week accountability program, for example, my task list looks something like this. And I wrote this down in my Things 3 app. Things 3 is a productivity app on your phone. Under each sort of goal, I create a project. And in that project, I say tasks required to ship. So for my 52-week accountability program, you know, number one was write the first draft for the landing page copy, talking about what the program is about. And I put a tag that said uh, one to two hours because I knew it was going to take me one to two hours to, to write the landing page copy. Step two was edit the landing page copy. It was going to take me less than an hour, so 45 minutes or less. Step three, transfer the landing page copy to lead pages, my landing page editor. I can build landing pages pretty quickly by now, so transferring the copy was a 30-minute project. Step four, write the initial welcome email, um, set up ConvertKit. Step five, Write the subsequent follow-up emails explaining what the program is about and how to get the most out of it. And then step six, repeat for 52 emails. There's a few other steps in there, you know, test, um, set up the automations, test again, et cetera, et cetera. But here's what you're doing. You're basically taking your big goal and you're breaking it down into smaller achievable steps. Steps A through Z. So again, know your ABZs. And so, like I said, I use Things 3 on my phone to outline all my to-dos, and then I just chip away at the big project. You might use your notebook. Maybe you're time, maybe you're time blocking your calendar. If not, you should. Um, that's something that I'm enjoying doing more of now. And so um, I also go analog sometimes, so I write things down in my journal. You might do, here's your big five things to do today. If your goal is to close, you know, 20 transactions this year, then you need to reverse engineer what's it going to take for me to get to 20 transactions. 
And so I had an agent, for example, um, who part of her weekly workflow, part of her daily call flow is she would make cold calls from about 8 to 12 every day, Monday through Thursday. Sometimes she would call on Fridays, but Monday through Thursday were really her call days. And her goal was to go on two listing appointments per day. She didn't always schedule, and she would keep calling until she scheduled two listing appointments per day. If she didn't schedule two listing appointments, sometimes it was a buyer's consult. So some weeks she would go on six buyer's consults and only four listing appointments. Regardless, she kept calling until she had two appointments scheduled every day, every day. And so at the end of the year, her first year in business, she ended up closing the year out, I think, at 26 transactions. And in the following year, she closed out at 30 some odd transactions, so on and so forth. She knew her goal. She wanted to do 20 transactions and she reverse engineered her steps. Her steps were, well, I need to talk to X amount of people in order to go on two appointments. If I go on two appointments and I can, you know, if I go on 10 appointments a week and I can close two, then that's going to get me to, to my goal. And then it just becomes a game of she created a a system-based goal. So she created an environment that allowed her to reach however many prospects she needed to reach in order to schedule two appointments a day. It was a repeatable process that she did day by day, week after week. And then it just became a matter of improving the process. If she's going on 10 appointments a week and only getting two, closing two, then it's just a coaching game. What can I do or what can I say differently the next time I encounter this objection so that I can improve my closing ratio, right? So that's the power of A, reverse engineering your project and your goals. So getting you from where you want to be, what are the things required to get you to your goal? And then creating a system-based goal, right? How can you improve? How can you build a system that you can execute? And then how can you improve that system? right? So some of my system-based goals repeat weekly. And in the case of this agent, this is something that repeats daily, right? So her system-based goal repeats daily. Some of my system-based goals repeat weekly. So, so I, in my Things3 app, have weekly, repeat, uh, weekly repeating task list. You, if you're setting up your LionDesk account, one of your repeating daily goals should be to update your activity on you know anybody that you're scheduled to call. So for example, here's how I'm starting to use my CRM a little more efficiently in 2021. When I go on appointments, I usually find myself talking about the same four or five different products. Uh, LionDesk, HomeBot, Follow-Up Boss, so on and so forth. I have a series of automated emails, educational emails that say, you know, hey, Ricardo, thank you for taking the time to meet with me. I really appreciate you taking the time. Over the next couple of days and weeks, you're going to get a couple of emails from me following up on some of the products that we talked about. And so then those are email sequences that are two to three weeks long that educate you on, you know, HomeBot and how to get started with HomeBot or LionDesk and how to get started with LionDesk. At the end of the three weeks, it adds a call due tag to that subscriber in my email list, and it creates a task in my CRM to call that agent just to check in and follow up and see how he's doing on the progress towards um, implementing that product that we talked about. I've created a system for myself so that I'm not fumbling around trying to see who I need to call or, or sitting there wasting time. 
occupying mind space, uh, thinking about, you know, who am I going to call today? You can do the same thing in your business. You shouldn't have to think about what prospects you're going to call. You should know I'm going to call my hot prospects first, and I'm going to call all of my other follow-up that are in my task list. And that should be a daily activity. So a repeating task that you're going in and executing within your CRM, right? Some of my other outcome-based goals have quarterly milestones. So I know how long it's going to take to achieve or how many hours it's going to take to achieve some of my projects. And so I I allocate my to-dos with due dates accordingly using my Things 3 app. And then I just budget my calendar um, on a weekly basis accordingly. So step three is create regular wins. You have to create regular wins for yourself, regular small wins. By deconstructing your goals into smaller achievable tasks that you can chop away at day by day, week by week, you're gonna make it easier, rather easier to create small wins. And that's what this game is all about. Literally, that's what this game is all about. Small wins feel good. Small wins build enthusiasm. They create momentum. Once you experience the high of making forward momentum, you want more. And that's what's going to propel you forward in your business. The opposite is true if you set big, hairy, audacious goals and you hit failure and then you try to do it again, you hit failure and failure and failure. That enthusiasm starts to deflate and you're not going to build any momentum. So the final step, the last and final step is assign some stakes. Put some skin in the game and assign some stakes. So remember in the beginning when I said that promises to ourselves are oftentimes easy to ignore or they're not taken seriously because A, there's no punishment if we fail to deliver on our promise or B, we're not accountable to someone. That accountability is the key. So between now and Sunday, January 10th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, registration is open for my new accountability mastermind. It's a mastermind for people like you who already know what to do. You just know you need to be doing more of it. It's not a course. It's not a community. So no Facebook groups, no webinars, no training and shiny objects. Just 52 weeks of regular check-ins and accountability for you and your business. You should be implementing, 2020 should be the year that you focus on implementing systems and processes, making prospecting calls, making business and marketing decisions that take minutes, not months. And so this is a commitment to working the plan in 2021. And someone to serve as a sounding board for the decisions that you're making and someone to hold you accountable to the action steps that you're committing or promising to take. You'll be getting an email every week for the next 52 weeks, checking in on your progress towards your goals, asking three simple questions. A, what did you get done this week? B, what are you going to do next week? And then C, anything else that's on your mind or that you like to talk through. And while yes, these emails are automated, my goal and my hope is that you take action on them, reply to them, so that I can read them and reply back in real time and cheer you on on all the progress that you're making and the action that you're taking in your business or help you get over any hurdles that you might be encountering or decisions that you're thinking through. Whereas I am holding you accountable to doing what you say you're going to do. Simple as that. So to learn more about what it costs, what you can expect, and to get signed up, just click the link below in the show notes 
or visit ricardobueno.com forward slash mastermind. Now here's how it's going to be sold. I figure I'm willing to pay someone $50 per week to hold me accountable towards my goals. In fact, um, I've already hired an accountability coach and a part of some premium coaching groups because I have big goals for 2021 and I want somebody to hold my feet to the fire to help me get there. So um, I hired a coach. Now, $50 per week at 52 weeks, that's $2,600, right? I'm not going to charge you that much. Because I want you to sign up today, I'm going to be offering the Accountability Mastermind at a super discounted rate, but with a twist. Starting now, I'll be using something called a bump sale to sell the Accountability Mastermind starting at just $20. And with every purchase, the price will bump by $1. The earlier you purchase, the lower the price you'll pay. So the total value of the Accountability Mastermind, I figure, if you're willing to hire somebody or pay somebody $50 a week for 52 weeks, is $2,600. You'll have the chance to snag it at a crazy discount. So this bump sale will only be available through Sunday, January 10th at 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. And here's how it'll work. It's going to start at just $20, and it's going to increase in price by $1 after every purchase. This bump sale makes it both accessible to you and creates a bit of fun when buying something and rewards you for taking action as soon as you're ready to buy. The longer you wait, the more the price will increase. So as soon as you click the buy button, your price will be locked in for three minutes. If you don't purchase during the three minutes, the price will most likely increase. And then once you purchase, you'll get the first welcome email and explaining how to get the most out of this program. And then you can expect an email every Friday for 52 weeks, and then rinse and repeat. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope that gives you some structure and guidance for how to think about your goal planning for 2021. If you are looking for that accountability and that additional push to make sure somebody's holding your feet to the fire to executing on your goals in 2021, then again, uh, check out the Accountability Mastermind. Just go to ricardobueno.com forward slash mastermind. And other than that, thanks for listening and let's make it a great 2021. Talk soon.